0: Hello, listeners, and welcome to the NK News podcast. I'm your host, Jacko Zwetslut. And today it is the afternoon of Wednesday, the 5th of May in Seoul, but it is still the morning of the same day in Berlin, where I'm joined via Zoom by today's guest, Ambassador Thomas Schaefer, to talk about his latest book on North Korea and his experience of living there for a total of eight years as German ambassador to the DPRK. Before we do that, I'd like to remind you all please to leave a review about this podcast wherever you can, and also to share this podcast episode with everyone you know and even three people who you don't. Secondly, check out nknews.org. Consider buying a subscription if you sign up for the annual plan. It's less than a dollar a day, and it helps to fund the excellent journalism that my NK News colleagues put out every day. Finally, if you have any feedback or questions or guest recommendations, please email them to podcast at nknews.org. Now, to introduce my guest today, Ambassador Thomas Schaefer was German Ambassador to North Korea from 2007 to 2010, and again from 2013 to 2018, and he has just published a new book titled From Kim Jong Il to Kim Jong Un, How the Hardliners Prevailed on the Political History of North Korea 2007 to 2020. And you can find this book at all good booksellers. Thank you for joining us Ambassador Schaefer. Thank you for having me. Hi Jekyll. I've got, as you can imagine, so many questions to ask you, so let's see how far we can get. Uh, first of all, I'm really curious, when you write a book like this as a career diplomat, uh, do you have to give the text first to the German Foreign Ministry for approval or an option to redact certain things or is this the text exactly as you wanted to publish it
1: Well actually I both I uh, it is the text that I wanted to publish but I also had to check with the foreign office because what they are doing is they mm-hmm. they go over it and to check whether I spill any, any secrets but that's about it I'm I'm free to say my opinion. And of course, my book reflects my personal opinions and not the official
0: policy. Yes, it's very, very uh, frank indeed. Uh, Were there any parts that you had to to leave out of the book to uh, protect either the privacy of certain individuals or uh, national secrets?
1: Uh, No, no national secrets. Uh, Of course, I have taken great care from the very beginning even being in Pyongyang, to protect the privacy no. of, uh, of any North Korean with whom, or any other person actually, with whom I talked, that is, uh, that is in, uh, a procedure one, an, an ingrained procedure really, that one learns very fast in North Korea. When one has to be very careful. I was always careful to check whether people, North Koreans, the secret services, uh, would listen in to what we were saying, uh, so we mm. went outside to talk uh, so so that is a normal procedure there.
0: Now, to be fair, or to be accurate, you're not the first ambassador to publish a book uh, in English about living and working in Pyongyang. I think that honor goes to Eric Cornell of Sweden, who opened the Swedish embassy there in 1975 and published his book, North Korea Under Communism, Report of an Envoy to Paradise in 2002. Uh, And you're also not the first German ambassador to write an account of his time in North Korea. I believe that honor goes to Hans Maretsky, the last East German ambassador to the DPRK, who published Kimismus in North Korea in 1991. So the question I've got to ask you, as well as several other people, why did you choose to write a book about your time in North Korea? Uh, What do you add to the body of knowledge and how is it different from your predecessors?
1: (laughs) Well, first I I spent uh, quite a lot of time in North Korea. I was there twice, as you said, from 2007 to 10, and from then again, from 2013 to 18. Now that's a long time. And I I simply have acquired there, I I acquired there quite a lot of knowledge. And when Hmm. I retired in 2018, I simply thought that it would be a pity to, uh, to just have all this knowledge forgotten. Uh, and and yeah. so i uh, and and of course i i quite often went to to berlin but also to other capitals to washington to seoul to tokyo uh, to brussels to talk with lots of people and i did it on mm-hmm. a regular basis and so i knew how interested they were in getting to know uh, my interpretation of events in north korea and uh, so therefore i I decided to report on that. Now, while doing it, I understood for myself that actually what what I could do is try to write a a full account in in broad strokes, of course, of Mm -hmm. the recent history in, in North Korea. One problem was that I hadn't been there for during three years from 2010 to 13, but right. uh, and and of course that was the, the actual change of leadership from Kim Jong Il to Kim Jong Un. But we can talk about it later whether it was really a, a leadership change, and mm-hmm. and and so. But I talked about this time with quite a lot of North Koreans and also other people, and so uh, after some time, I I I felt that I could bridge this uh, this this time uh, and also uh, i have some opinions on it which i think are correct
0: it it is uh, if i say so myself uh, an excellent book i have read almost all of it this week uh, in preparing for uh, for this interview. And uh, what I particularly like about your book is that you tell a, a big picture story, as you say in, in broad strokes, but you also intersperse it with narratives and anecdotes on a very human level, uh, which you put in uh, square outlines or in boxes so that they're easy for the reader to find again, uh, if she or he wants to, or even skip over those parts if they don't want to read about personal experiences.
1: Uh, yes, yes. I. I did not want to write memoirs because um, I, I mean there are many books about North Korea, some by former ambassadors or people that have worked there, many by by journalists that have been there occasionally, and and so they write they have a lot of anecdotes uh, to tell, and of course I've I've always uh, I I also have my an- anecdotes to tell, but but yeah. I, I think this. I thought this would not be sufficient, and actually, I aspire to more and and uh, try to to help understand North Korea, how what what is really happening there, because lots of uh, things are reported that in a in a distorted way, I would say, and and many mm. things are are not I I feel are not uh, well understood, and I I of course had the advantage to not only uh, to analyze the official text, which should be the basis for all interpretation of North Korean policy, but also to go and ask and talk with North Koreans and question it. And I did it on a permanent basis. I, uh, mm. for, for example, the interpretation in 2012-13 about the policy of parallel development, was it really a reversal from uh, the military first policy or not what did it signify so so i read these statements mm. and uh, those are confusing statements but then i went to uh, and and talked with with north koreans officials and in in an official and unofficial capacity and and, and mm-hmm. it's only then that i understood that the policy of parallel development really was in incrementation of uh, the uh, military first policy. It did not mean, it, it, it was not a mitigation of, of this military first policy, but actually what happened it, it was a decision to spend even more money and more resources mm. uh, on the military to the detriment of a civilian economic development. And and so that is just one example of many, I believe, were let's say the, an interpretation that is based on uh, official texts only without the opportunity to ask North Koreans about it can lead to
0: wrong conclusions. Could you tell us a little bit about the German embassy building itself and the compound it sits in? I'm interested, in sort of, in the, the physical space that you lived and worked in. I understood it was uh, originally built as the East German embassy. Is yes, that right?
1: Yes, that is right. It's quite a large compound. It has about, um, I believe, 8,000 square meters. Uh, It has, uh, let's say, the administrative building with the offices. And then there are some other buildings uh, that uh, are and were and are still are the living quarters of the German embassy staff and the British embassy staff. And we also incorporated the um the representative of the french uh, corporation office uh, there and he lived mm. there and he has his office there and and also in the administration building this there's, uh, there's the swedish embassy now with the german embassy is in charge of of managing uh, this compound which is uh, quite a big ta- task actually we had to to yeah. to, to fly in german people to do the maintenance work and uh wow. but we have lots of space
0: and and so it's it was well invested money i believe so the german embassy then the, the building uh is is much bigger than your own embassy and so you, you rent out different give out different we, parts yes. of it to the british uh, the swedes and the french
1: yes they we we sublet it yes right
0: are there uh, korean staff working at the german embassy also
1: uh, yes, they are, uh, like in every embassy or almost every embassy, not in the Chinese or in the Russian one.
0: Right, they're a little bit different, aren't they?
1: Uh, yes, there's they are, they are, they are Korean staff. Uh, they are confined, in our case, they are confined to the lower floor, uh, mm. the entrance part, and then we have a separate part that uh, where only Germans are admitted.
0: Okay. Now, in the prologue of your book, you uh, ask some big questions that you seek to answer in the book, and I'm going to borrow um, some of them uh, and, and throw them back at you, if I may, uh, and see how briefly and concisely you can answer them. Of course, for our listeners, uh, there's no way we can get full answers for all of this, because it's uh, it's a b- almost 200-pages book, and it's definitely worth reading. We won't be able to answer everything in, in this one podcast, but uh, we'll see if we can scratch the surface a little bit. Uh, first of all, Ambassador, who holds the power in North Korea, in in your uh, judgment?
1: <laughs> okay, I, I I think it's a collective. It's not Kim Jong Un. I think it's um, it's a collective of people um, composed of uh, members of, let's say, revolutionary families. Usually families that were somehow associated with Kim Il Sung. That is, their their legitimacy. To be part of this elite group goes back quite a long time. I I, I believe that even uh, during Kim even Kim Jong Il was was not an absolute ruler, mm. but he also had to accommodate different opinions. And uh, when I came in to to North Korea in two thousand seven, I noticed it very fast. Actually, uh, for example, there had been Uh, And it was still going on a little bit. This this attempt by North Korean leadership hardliners to to expel the European NGOs, Mm -hmm. and they had closed the office. And then come in 2005 and 2006, and then a compromise was found. uh, There was. Um, I came in the summer of 2007. There was there was a discussion right afterwards. There was a flood and and relief efforts also by by the European Union and by Germany and so um, the the newspaper uh, and the government thanked uh, foreign governments for the help. But at the same time, an article in in the official newspapers appeared that that said do not do not thank uh, the the foreign powers, they are just trying to, to undermine our system by helping us. Uh, then in 2007, we had the second inter-Korean summit and the two presidents uh, or the two the bosses uh, ag- agreed to, uh, among other things, to, to promote investment, South Korean investment in, in, uh, in North Korea shortly only a few weeks after the 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 second summit a discussion a public dis- more or less public discussion actually in the newspapers started about the benefits of of investment and and there vo- there were voices that said foreign investment is not to be desired because again it it's just uh, it opens the gate to foreign ideas and spiritual pollution and, and so the result of this discussion could be seen in the New Year's article uh, 2008, uh, mm. which was some, something at that time during Kim Jong-il's time, something like a government declaration uh, that that's, uh, that basically concerning the economy said that uh, that uh, making profits is, is okay and is fine and uh, but foreign investment Except in specially designed zones, is not, and, and so what 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 had happened is that that Kim Jong Il actually had agreed to 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 wording, uh, and he had in in during his meeting with the South Korean president, and he was recalled. Uh, he 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 had to take it back, and mm. and, and so his his word did, did not stand. Mm -hmm. again if i may continue in in then the the transition phase from kim jong-il to his successors started in 2008 i believe in in the summer of 2008 kim jong-il had a stroke and what we see what we saw right away was a political change across the board for example we, we we saw a tightening in economic policy the the relationship with with South Korea became more difficult. The six-party talks broke down. Uh, we had a currency reform in two thousand nine that uh, obliterated really the private capital of many traders and also the savings of many other people. So it it was we we had uh, more military people appearing on and on TV. Uh, we had an ideological tightening, and and so what happened was was um, a reversal to even more our authoritarian and conservative positions from the times of the years before, and this was related to to the to Kim Jong Il's succession plans. He had started in 2008 at the end of 2008 to to promote. Kim uh, uh, Kim jong-un as his successor as we know as we knew later on and so he had to make poli- i believe he had to make political deals he had to agree to political positions in order to to uh, to, 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 to get the elite and and especially the military to accept uh, Kim jong-un as his successor mm. yes, um, I see. in so so the military, increased its influence uh, across the board, not just in military matters, but in general uh, after his stroke. And it further increased it after Kim Jong-il's death in late 2011. Uh, In 2012, right afterwards, we we saw another tightening, political tightening across the board. Most notably, perhaps in security policy and in the relationship towards with uh, towards South Korea, in security policy, we the Leap Day Agreement, which had been agreed during Kim Jong Il's, basically had been agreed during Kim Jong Il's time still, but signed uh, after his death, Mm -hmm. uh, was well uh, broke down because. the the North Koreans uh, launched an ICBM in 2012, a new military operational plan was adopted. The policy of parallel development was adopted, which, as I said, uh, signified um, an intensification uh, of the military first policy, f- from the military first policy to the military first and foremost policy, so to say. Mm. Uh, the, the threats of nuclear war and terror increased in that time. Uh, there was a shift in the negotiation stance by North Korea and the uh, concerning security policy. So so it was a a, a tightening in security policy. The same in in, in, in the North Korean policy towards South Korea, uh, the, the Kaesong uh, Industrial Zone was, was closed in 2013. Uh, actually, right after uh, the decision to, to adopt the, a policy on, um, of parallel development, it, uh, the Kaesong was closed for a couple of months uh, that is that it it hurt the economic development uh, late later on in 2014 and 15 there were some attempts by moderate forces in in the leadership to to establish better ties to improve relations with South Korea but the military wouldn't let them that can be really analyzed quite, quite uh, quite well uh, through official statements. So, so it was quite clear that there, there was um, a tug of war concerning um, the South Korea policy, concerning also uh, the security policy and mainly the, the spending on it, the, the, the financial um, restraints that were imposed on the civilian economy and also there was a change in the in let's say concerning uh, the control of the population and uh, there was there was some some change also in uh, in in the economic policy so so i i believe that there that until the end more or less of 2015 one can quite clearly distinguish different voices and different directions in the leadership. Uh, I without any coordination there, there was no there, there was uh, it, 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 it happened sometimes that that and and it can be seen, it can be analyzed and and different policies were were followed by different North Korean institutions and there was, no institution at the top to regulate this. Mm. Uh, This stopped in 2016, I believe in 2000, starting 2016, I did not notice any more, any differences, great differences Mm. uh, as as to political directions in the the North Korean leadership. Uh, Now in 2019, I, I believe the moderates are still there but their their voices seem to have disappeared there in 2019 I believe there, there was an article or there were one or two articles where let's say known moderates that had died were were mentioned in the North Korean press and and so one can one can and I believe i I, I would in, interpret this as as a sign that uh, as uh, that that, people want to remind uh, the the population and and the leadership that that uh, moderates are still there, but but I don't I don't see that they have any big difference uh, influence.
0: Well, thank you much. that's a, a great uh, and comprehensive answer. Have you, uh, through your own interactions and conversations, seen attitudes or beliefs of North Korean people change since you first arrived there in 2007?
1: No, I do not believe that the people changed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think that in, uh, right from the beginning, I had the impression that people are not happy with the system. Let's say they, they suffer a lot. They feel lots of restraints, of course. And uh, this has not changed, actually. Mm. What 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 happened during the, uh, in the last years, starting uh, during my second term in, in, in 2013, 14, 15, was it, it was noticeable that the repression increased. So people at, at some time became more careful but let's say the the in in general the the system and and the attitude of the people has not changed mm. I, I do not believe they like the the system i i do not believe that they admire Kim jong-il or Kim uh, Kim jong-un and uh, i i think they suffer a lot and i do not believe that uh let's say the uh they are they are particularly proud of the nuclear bombs for example they have and they, i don't believe that they see it as a substitute for civilian economic development
0: did you have any direct interactions with the north korean state security apparatus and if you did can you tell us about an encounter that was memorable we 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 knew of course we were being followed from time to
1: time, and we were listened in, and but direct encounters were rare. Um, we sometimes uh, people got apprehended by security organs, by police mainly. Mm-hmm. For example, our son visited us a couple of times in North Korea, adult son, mm-hmm. uh, and and he got he got arrested a total of three times yeah. <laughs> for. For, for taking pictures and and so on and 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 so but he got released after a couple of t- hours each time so it was not <laughs> serious. One one incident that was serious was one encounter. Another person was was followed by during for days by by security uh, organs and and really terrorized um, and threatened and and so. Um, we tried to we we offered some something to help to to this mm. person and and showed ourselves accompanied this person for for some time and and showed ourselves to the security to the to, to the security organs and but it didn't help very much really because uh, uh, later this person was expelled oh and, dear uh, and but one one cannot do anything uh, about it at the end mm. of my of my stay i we wanted to have some uh, chinese workers come in to to help us with our with the removal of our of our stuff yeah. because it had to be packed and and so i i i think two days before they were due to arrive uh, we we knew that uh, The visas would not be issued to these Chinese people, Mm. Uh, but but those are just it's harassment. It's it's not it it doesn't have really um, serious consequences.
0: I'm curious, do you think that uh, your Russian and Chinese diplomatic counterparts received the same kind of treatment in North Korea? And I'm talking here broadly about uh, recording and spying, but also general mistrust and fear of foreigners.
1: I think they they receive a better treatment. They get, for example, uh, higher ranking um, people you, uh, quite often, uh, of, of mainly the Chinese, of course, but also the Russians, uh, uh, officials to talk to. Mm. Uh, so uh, they have they have their their privileges. But in general, I believe the uh, the North Korean mistrust is is just as. As, as big towards them than than to others perhaps even bigger uh, uh, surely concerning the Chinese because the the Chinese constitute a, 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 a danger the, the, the Chinese way of living is is the, uh, the, the the picture that the north Koreans have of, of mm. better life in in 2014 and 15. Uh, posters appeared in 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 Pyongyang that said, uh, uh, "Stop the Chinese dream. Stop mm. the, stop uh, ch- uh, dreaming the Chinese uh, dream." And and that was uh, that was calling on the population to to stop dreaming of a better life. And and so yes, I I, I and the military of course has the North Korean military has has of course always had quite surprisingly a few interactions with the Chinese military.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: so, so they are, uh, and, and of course, missiles, whenever they have tests of short-range miss- missiles, not whenever, but quite often it happens that first they launch a couple of missiles towards Japan, but then uh, for good measure they also <laughs> launched some uh-huh. uh, to, to the yellow sea towards yeah. the direction of china and and china has has also suffered a different uh, pressure after after a visit um, by kim jong il in his last years of life to china three i think three or four Chinese uh, fishermen were killed uh, close to Dandong in the the Yalu River. And I I was always sure it was some sort of manifestation of displeasure by by the military with, Mm -hmm. after after Kim Jong-il's visit with China, because the, the hardliners do not like any rapprochement with China because this signifies, of course, uh chinese investment and the influx again of foreign ideas and and let's say uh, um, uh, the, the, the the increase of reformist
0: thinking in north korea okay but did you ever hear about uh a family member of a russian or chinese diplomat being uh, taken into custody no no, no uh you write in your book that reading and interpreting north korean newspapers was more important or more useful in information gathering than talking with actual north korean people uh, why was that and and what tools or analytical systems did you use to study north korean media
1: I, well if I, did, I i would have to look uh, at it but what i think and I, I hope i wrote it in that way is that in in North Korea, the, this studying the news, because of the lack of official contacts, um, the uh, this studying official communiques is, is probably more important than in other countries to understand mm. other systems. So, so the basis uh, has to be the exegesis of, uh, of official uh, statements. But in addition to it, of course, one one has to 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 go out and and try to speak with as many North Koreans as possible mm-hmm. about these statements, and and not just with the foreign ministry or the party, but if possible with other institutions, with the military, and in order to get the full picture. So so I be, I believe what I what I, I I hope I wrote that that, but I believe that that compared to other countries ah. the, the the study of official communiques t- simply takes up more time and but it's it's sort of a default position because because it is it is so difficult to get north koreans to talk
0: to you Well, that that actually leads me right into my next question. Here's something you definitely did, write, because I've got this between quotation marks, (laughs) you write, uh, alternating between willingness and refusal to talk is a tactic that North Korea has been using in its relations with many countries for years yes Uh, end quote now this is something that is often talked about in inter-korean relations or in dealings between north korea and america but you also found it to be true even for diplomats based on the ground in pyongyang didn't you Uh, for example what happened sometimes when you requested a meeting with the foreign ministry well it happened in
1: inter-korean relations it happened in security policy that is the six party talks uh, also, human rights. For example, in human rights, we and and other countries, the European Union, always wanted to have a dialogue with North Korea, and still still does actually about human rights. Now, um, the the North Koreans said, "No, this is not possible because you are offending us, and we have no problems. And look at your own situation, yep. and and so we don't want to talk about it." And and so. So they they simply refuse now. In in 2014 and 15, they they started to to show signs that they were would be willing to to talk with us. But then it became clear that uh, the the condition uh, the, or the quick uh, quid pro quo mm. was that the European Union should abstain from uh, from promoting uh, and supporting. A, a human rights resolution on North Korea and the United Nations, and and yeah. and so what what they are doing is they are and and they have been doing in 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 many areas really they they are refusing to talk and mm-hmm. then finally they give in but they demand in return they demand concessions substantial concess- concessions so they they want to trade. Uh, form against sub- substance, yeah. and they have done so quite successfully, actually, in, in certain instances.
0: And what long-term effect does that have on dialogue?
1: Well, it makes uh, dialogue d- difficult, of of, of course. Yeah. But the problem is, uh, the, the question really is, do they want dialogue? For example, to give, to, to give an example of, of security policy during the policy of parallel development or the research in nuclear weapons and the increase in missile tests and nuclear tests that we saw in the between let's say 2012 and and 2018 north korea basically refused to talk mm. they they uh, but we were always we, we always thought that uh, that they would restart again and because they simply it, it was not their priority. they wanted to to negotiate or or to talk, not even to negotiate, but they wanted to to talk from a, uh, from a stronger position being yeah. meaning uh, having having nuclear arms and then they they felt they would be in a better position to talk and 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 so when uh, Kim jong-un, uh, showed sign in signs in in at the beginning of 2018 that he would be willing to talk to the South Koreans. That was really expected. It was uh, and and of course uh, Moon Jae-in took it up right mm-hmm. away, and and Trump took it up. But but it was basically it was a, a North Korean agenda. So so North Korea. Managed the timetable really because, mm-hmm. because basically south korea the united states and other countries had always been willing to talk and so if if that is the basic situation then of course the one who decides whether there will be talks or not is the one that refuses to talk at first and then agrees to talk yeah
0: now i'm also thinking on just on the ground level so you you're there uh as ambassador in in Pyongyang and sometimes when you made a request to the North Korean foreign ministry to have a meeting with somebody for you know a, a director of a department or something they would sometimes keep you waiting for weeks or months wouldn't they
1: yes that that happened uh, not very often but it, but it happened and uh, but usually let's say usually we we had access uh, let's say lower level access that would that would mean for me i would have uh, access not not to a vice minister but but to the director of uh, of europe for example uh, and uh, but but sometimes uh, once once or twice it happened that we really uh, were kept waiting for for months yes
0: mm. now have other countries diplomats or has your own foreign ministry ever seemed naive to you by suggesting things that have already been tried before
1: well naive is is a harsh term I, <laughs> I i i would i would say in what, what happens quite often is that people decide perhaps or, or or talk too much about their motives and and possible ways of action what they could do mm-hmm. without taking into account the North Korean objectives mm. uh, for for example it is it is uh, as a security policy. It is often said that when asked why why, why does um, North Korea want uh, a nuclear bomb uh, nuclear arms, and so so in many books it is it is being said that it's it's simple the answer is simple it's deterrence but it's not that simple because North Korea also has aggressive objectives it it wants to use nuclear arms as a political instrument in order to promote Korean, uh, the, the withdrawal of American troops and, and the weakening of the alliance between South Korea uh, and, and the United States, and promote its ultimate aim of Korean reunification. So, and, and, and this actually ap- appeared quite clearly in the last years in uh, the, the media, the North Korean media, um, linked nuclear arms to to the question of unification and the the question of the, uh, the U.S. occupation in in uh, Macan uh, uh, question uh, and and they linked it, uh, mm-hmm. but this is is quite often simply forgotten in uh, abroad because people I believe well I, I I do not know why they do not uh, take it into account, but but to me. Uh, that's, that's, a, that's a very big problem. Also, when, when they say we, we don't want to negotiate, it's not uh, taken uh, seriously enough. When, when they say sanctions are not enough, for example, uh, the, the Kim Jong-un's sister last year said that uh, don't believe that we will give up our arms for sanctions relief. Now, she, she has said it, but it it has not been, the consequences of of that have not been discussed enough in in South Korea, I guess, and and perhaps the United States, I don't know, but in in at least not publicly, because it it means that economic incentives are not enough to lure North Korea into a more um, peaceful uh, coexistence with other countries. Their, um, their objectives in the last years have increasingly become political sec- uh, objectives of political security. That is that is the withdrawal of American troops and, and the weakening of the alliance between, between uh, uh, Washington and Seoul. And it will not been enough to offer them a sanctions relief Security and security guarantees, because they they want to 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 further their to come closer to their goal of weakening this this alliance. And 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 as long as let's say the 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 Washington does not show signs of withdrawing part of their troops, I I don't believe there there is. That there is a big chance, or, or there is any chance actually, uh, right now, of of coming to terms with North Korea under under the current leadership, mm. because this is the line that the hardliners have have been promoting since uh, since quite a since ten years now. It's it's not necessarily I. Uh, the the line of uh, the moderates' line. I I believe I I think there are there are people in the leadership that would be content with a more, uh, let's say, with renowned with a more p- peaceful policy, and and would perhaps even uh, be willing to to give up uh, nuclear weapons against economic incentives and and. Uh, as well as security guarantees of course but but right now the the people that are in charge in in pyongyang don't don't think so and they they won't agree to it their main objective is withdrawal of the american troops and uh, the weakening of the links between Mm. seoul and washington
0: now you write in your book that you are able to uh, perceive your government interlocutors as Representatives of a criminal, but also as victims. That sounds like a difficult balancing act. Uh, How was that? Well, they are they are victims. I mean, um, you know, they 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 are born in the system
1: and into the system, and it is um, their their whole life. And I include the elite. Um, Their whole life is is really determined by by others. You. Other people decide for you. Your what? What profession you take? Uh, so how your whole life? You have no spare time. You have to mm. to, to do political work, and, and and so it's and and if you if you want to um, be successful professionally, in this kind of system, you sort sort of have to adapt, and and so so people do it, and and if they are intelligent and clever and diligent. Uh, they rise in the ranks of the, of a ministry, for example. and suddenly they are they are perhaps top people, not or, or quite quite high up. And, and so they they have to to follow the line and they do it. but I don't believe they are convinced, but they they know they have to do it, but they are not perhaps not happy doing it. They run uh, big risks by talking to foreigners and talking openly, of course. i, I once I, I once had a meeting with a very high ranking official, and, uh, I, I mean I, I usually talked in North Korea the way i talk now I I, mm. I I i always talk very openly and and they know what i think and they always have known it and so i asked them tough questions but after that meeting and and my interlocutor got a bit nervous and and after that meeting sometime afterwards i was asked by somebody else to to please refrain from asking tough questions and mm-hmm. be nice because uh, I I had seen how nervous uh, this guy had become and, and he was old and and so I should be I, I should be more considerate yeah. and I, I thought about it and at first I thought it was a ploy to to simply uh, try to, to to soften me a little bit but mm-hmm. but actually I, I think it was real concern. Mm. That's another anecdote I, I, the first time I saw Kim jong-un from near, was during the uh, the basketball game or one of the games that uh, Rodman Dennis Rodman played during his visits to to, uh, to Pyongyang, and uh, Kim Jong Un was very very young still. That must have been at the beginning of 2014 i believe or, yeah. or end of 2000 no beginning of 2014 and and he was young but and and he was talking with his uh, or he was talking to rodman and and he was simply happy you know and and I, I thought gracious you know actually he looked nice had a nice smile and and so i thought i pitied him actually mm. and i i thought that gracious uh, could it be that Kim Jong-il, his father had put him into this situation without Kim Jong-un wanting it? Perhaps he would be much happier being somewhere else, like Kim Jong-nam. Kim Jong-nam, yeah. he refused uh, this game. And, and actually, what, what he said, as you know, um, when Kim Jong-un came to be the, Kim Jong-il's successor, uh he 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 wrote to, to a japanese uh, newspaper that uh, kim jong kim jong un actually was put there to be a symbol mm-hmm. and uh but but uh, that he was not the real ruler
0: just a quick question a, a side question about the visits by Dennis Rodman to pyongyang it's something i've discussed before with other people um, some people think that the visits by Rodman to North Korea was a sign that Kim Jong Un was fully in charge, because a, 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 a group, a, a collective leadership, would never see any interest in having a, a visit by a, a, an American basketballer. So, how do you make sense of that in the, the context of a collective leadership structure?
1: At that time, we, we um, there were still. Um, let's say, diff- different factions in the leadership. Uh, of course, we had uh, we had the, the large influence, um, well, in 2012 until the end of, or, or middle of 2013, we, we had Jiang uh, song Tech's uh, influence. We, we still had a, a fight between moderates uh, who wanted to increase um, exchange with China and wanted, uh, uh, a, a different economic policy, more opening, more reform, and and we had the hardliners. Now, I I believe that uh, in when Kim Jong Un uh, came to power, uh, the the leadership had that that was the year of Kim Il Sung's one uh, hundredth birthday, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, and and the North Korean propaganda had promised. Uh, to the people, for for years before that, 2012 would uh, would mean the the strong and prosperous North nation. Korea, they are the, yeah, being a, being an economically uh, successful. Uh, country, they had always uh, said that North Korea was already a military and uh, politically a strong country, and but in 2012, that it also would become a pros- prosperous prosperous country. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, and and of course, uh, shortly before that, they had uh, changed that uh, they they were not talking about entering paradise anymore, but entering, let's say the uh the, just opening the door to paradise a little bit, yes. and 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 so they, uh, we we had in two thousand nine, we had the the reaction to the currency reform. The the currency reform was was an event that that traumatized, I believe, parts of the leadership because the population actually voiced discontent at that time against the reform because they had lost so much so much money in it and. And, uh, and and I, I believe the the collective leadership, at uh, the leadership at Kim Jong-, Kim Jong-il, but also others at that time uh, understood that some kind of um, uh, market mechanisms were necessary in order for North Korea to survive economically. and and, and so they, they, uh, they loosened their grip a little bit and, and also it was in preparation for, for 2012. Now, so that was the situation we had um, in, when, when Kim Jong-un came to power uh, and pa- part of it again, part of this promise of a better life uh, were playgrounds, the, the ski resort at, at Ma Xinyong, um, let's say the Delphinarium, uh, things, things like that. You know, the the uh, the message was we we are going to have a better life,
0: yeah. And
1: and 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 so I I believe the. Dennis Rodman's visit fits in with that image mm. you know even we we even accept americans it, it was he was like like the mickey mouse uh, uh, figurines that appeared in the in in some playgrounds yeah. in pyongyang at that time so it was it was uh, the message we we are opening up a little bit and and of course uh, after all he he was it it, it, it was kim jong un and, and 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 it was evident even to to me at that mm. time just by looking at him that uh, that that was something that made kim jo- kim jong un happy
0: yeah.
1: and 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 so the the collective leadership of course had an interest in that but but later on what what happened to the economic reform was that they were either pulled completely or or really receded. They were they were restricted. For example, in the agrarian sector, the reforms, the so-called um, um, June twenty eighth reform of June two thousand twelve, uh, were were just a very very tiny step forward. But it it didn't basically it didn't change the situation in in agriculture in North Korea. At the same I believe, applies to the so-called management reform.
0: Uh, You tell one story about a meeting held at the German embassy during the visit by a delegation from the Bundestag, during which a comprehensive overview was given of various German institutions involved in North Korea-related work. Uh, And you explained that this idea was not appealing uh, or interesting to the North Korean government. Uh, Why was that? It it, it was... uh, difficult
1: to, to to organize such a meeting because the North Koreans didn't want it at first. Because what what um it, it runs counter to 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 let's say the, the, the whole state structure really because the the North Korea is structured in a way that as 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 few people as possible get to know, mm. uh, 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 get, get a, a general knowledge about the country. People usually know about a segment or fragment fragment of, of society where they live they they understand that they suffer from it but but that's that's what they know and that's what they experience for example you live in pyongyang and you get to know life in pyongyang but you are not allowed as a north korean uh, to to travel outside uh, pyongyang without a good reason and and so you do not know about uh, life outside of Pyongyang very well you you, you know it in general terms mm-hmm. you if if you have uh, if you are if, if some institution is cooperating with a foreign country uh, other institutions are not supposed to know it to have intimate knowledge because that might, they they might get the idea that oh we want the same and why don't we do the same yeah. and so it was very difficult at that time to to convince our our counterparts in the in the foreign ministry to to stage a, a large meeting where we really could show uh, the the broad inter interactions that germany at that time hmm. still had with with North Korean institutions. It it was quite impressive actually. And and I think it was not so much impressive for the for the Germans, but but for many North Koreans. They they are not used to that. And and I I knew it because some of them told me later
0: on yeah. how, how impressive it, it had been. Do you get the feeling that the North Korean state actually actively benefits from keeping not just foreigners and foreign organisations in the dark about each other and the work that they're doing, but also North Korean workers in the dark about what else is going on in their country?
1: Yes, I I, I believe that is um, part of their their efforts to to keep to keep discontent from spreading
0: right because too much knowledge can be a dangerous thing is that is that the reason of,
1: of course of yeah. course i mean uh I, I mean we were shocked when when traveling over land you know of course we 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 were constantly sh- shocked by it actually because of mm. the poor conditions uh, and and i i i believe that Many inhabitants of of Pyongyang, although they have in general they have a hard life, yeah. uh, they would be shocked as well. You know, mm. uh, if if they go to the border region with China, uh, that that is not uh, e- even for them it would be shocking. Yeah. And uh, and and of course for uh, vice versa as well for for the rural population to to come to Pyongyang and 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 see. Uh, the kind of restaurants that exist there for, for mm. the elite, for the upper or one small part of the elite really, uh, that would be shocking because they would say, well, what, what about the promises of equality and, and social care, etc. So, so, so that is the um, one of the basic tenets of the regime.
0: Now, in terms of development projects and other international projects in North Korea, you wrote in your book that the the impact of many of them remains limited compared to other countries. Is that again because of this information blockage, or are there other reasons for that?
1: Well, it's it's uh, it's both. It, it's um, it's it's mainly that there there are several several as several aspects. Um, first, the objectives. Now, um, the the. Uh, the objective of our or, or other countries' humanitarian aid is to help the people that are most that are most needy, mm.
0: the
1: needy people, the, the poorest uh, part of the population. We want to help them, but but in 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 North Korea, basically, <laughs> you have a situation that the uh, the 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 population in the countryside is is deemed the uh, the enemy or unreliable class they they the, the attitude is the, the official attitude really is is well it's their own fault that they live in the countryside because mm. their their families, their forefathers, are not uh, have not supported did not support the the revolution uh, yeah. sufficiently for example so uh, so that is that is a basic attitude not not all north koreans believe in that of course yeah. but but that is the official attitude and 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 then of course um uh, north korea is a is a lawless country and corruption or l- l- let's say the unequal Unequal treatment of people is is part of the system, and and so for, for them, for people who have power, it is it, it seems to them quite normal to to simply um, get more benefits than other people than poor people. They don't they don't they don't care. They don't see a problem with it, mm. and 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 then add to that the the complete lack of transparency. It, it, it seems quite clear that, that foreign aid cannot be traced, uh, it it disappears, and I, I think it is very difficult and more difficult and, than in most other countries to really be able to, to say, okay, we have invested uh, $100,000 in that project and we can assure our donors that these, this money has been used appropriately. It is it is hardly possible to say
0: this in the case of, of, of North Korea. Could you tell us a little bit about the uh, attempt by the North Korean government to match foreign embassies to a friendship farm? <laughs> well, <laughs> that's an old... <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: that's an old issue. that uh, the, the The point is that the the, the foreign ministry offers a, a so-called friendship uh, a farm relationship to to each fam uh, to 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 any embassy that wants it. For example, they 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 say the the German embassy we 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 want to show you farm life and there's this cooperative. And uh, why why don't we go there, and and you can you can give them some presents and and help help the farmers a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, and so this is this is if if one does it 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 is done and and there's a, and then a, a, um, a notice appears in the in the in the newspapers that the German ambassador and and his uh, his colleagues have helped. Yeah. Has, have give a helping hand to the farmers, so it's propaganda really, and and uh, it it serves uh, uh, the regime in in implying that uh, that uh, the the foreign uh, embassies support the the official policies. But we I, I did this uh, once. I I went there and but then uh, we wanted the embassy wanted to to establish a real a uh, more intense relationship with this uh, farm but that yeah. was not possible and so so we so we we didn't refused to, uh, to to take part and i think it's one one becomes part of the propaganda there
0: is there a a general lesson that can be drawn from this experience
1: well one has to be <laughs> one 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 has to be careful in north mm. korea not to be abused by 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 propaganda yes yeah. yes uh, that is uh, also in cultural cultural events you know uh, do, do, we we have uh, let's let's say kim il sung's the so-called spring uh, uh, festival that mm. is that is one opportunity around the birth uh, the 15th of april uh, kim il sung's birthday uh, to uh, they uh, f- for foreign orchestras for example to to present themselves in pyongyang but but then uh, this this is uh, this is celebrated in a, in a way to, to to be part of the official birthday celebrations yeah so so they are and and one has to be very careful doing it and uh, for example one one conductor once i remember he 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 gave a concert on the fifteenth, I believe, or on the fourteenth in the evening. I don't remember. and mm-hmm. and he was uh, he, he he said some 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 welcome. He was welcomed. and then he he took the floor and he said something like, "It's an honor to." to to conduct this uh, this song to, to to the honor of Kim Il Sung and etc this kind of talk and yeah. and of course this is published and, and and so the the whole purpose of of cultural exchange really is is turned into into the opposite it's one becomes part of the propaganda quite easily
0: related to that to my understanding uh, germany's approach to uh, cultural and scientific exchange is supposed to be very uh, progressive and open approach to fostering exchange among civil societies in the areas of you know culture uh, education and science and mutual interest even when the political situation is difficult is it possible to to manifest that kind of a, a policy approach with the dprk knowing that you can be used and abused for propaganda purposes
1: well well yes i i believe it is possible for example it, it, it depends on the means really for example showing films is is quite safe or or inviting i i also believe inviting um north korean students young students to to germany for example to for for two or three weeks to to let them have a glimpse of, of life in another country mm. and to, to have some sort of exchange with, with other students, yes, that is, that is good. And uh, anything that broadens their mind, yeah, there, there, there are ways, some, but, but one has to be careful, of course.
0: I'm thinking also about the Goethe Institute German Language Reading Room, which opened in 2001. I mean, that seems like the kind of project that would promote, you know, that kind of understanding uh, in in a non-political way. And yet in 2004, it was eventually closed down. So why why did that project fail? Well, it, it
1: it was closed down in 2009 i'm
0: sorry yeah it, of...
1: <laughs> it it survived for <laughs> for some years but but uh, it it the the idea at the beginning was to provide uh, pyongyang with a reading room and it it was agreed that anybody could have access and and the german side provided the books and 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 so it was some people hoped that it would provide an an opening to to this very rigid society now this was not the case in in the beginning it's uh, I'm, I'm not uh, it it seems to have uh, worked quite well be in 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 so far that that some uh, german speaking students were allowed to, to 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 come to that library but later on, it, it was not possible anymore. And mm. access was denied to almost anybody. Uh, the, I, I believe that uh, for, for many days or weeks, there, there was hardly anybody or nobody in the library. So it was actually closed. But still, it was in, in 2008 and nine during that time of the first political tightening that I Experience there, uh, it, wa- it was uh, the North Korean mentioned mentioned this this reading room as a as a bright example of their openness, mm. and, and so we got kind of tired of it and and felt that we were being abused, and and so we decided to close it, or the Goethe institute decided to close it.
0: I'm just, I'm wondering whether these experiences, so the the farm and the Goethe Institute reading room, whether that helped you or the embassy or the German Foreign Ministry to define any potential red lines to discontinue or prevent any uh, engagement projects. No,
1: not in not in general. We we did not. We came to the conclusion that one has to be very careful concerning uh, the, this this possibility of being abused. Mm. Uh, where we became also more caref- careful was uh, for example in the field of scholarships uh, but that was the 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 political uh, evolution again that uh, in 2009 for example we we de- we decided not to grant i believe it was in 2009 not to grant any scholarships long term scholarships to north korean students in the fields of physics or maths or, let's say, uh, sensible subjects anymore, mm. uh, sensitive, because we, we felt uh, sensitive, yes, yeah. sensitive uh, subjects anymore, because we felt that we did not want to pro- provide them the opportunities to study, for example, nuclear research no, and, good and, reason, in Germany, yeah. of course, and, yeah. and, uh, uh, so, so we 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 became with the time we became more restrictive, in, in that sense, for example. Mm. But, but I I would not say that that uh, I, I I believe there are still fields and cultural exchange that are possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I still believe that, for example, uh, a German to, to, to send a German lecturer. Uh, to the Kim Il Sung University to teach German, that is a good thing. That that helps to to influence that that is of young minds in in Pyongyang, and uh, but but again with that but but for example for with as as concerning receiving um, uh, North Korean students in Germany or or, or working. Uh, scientific cooperation one has to be much more careful of course yeah.
0: now um, are north korean um, officials and leaders afraid of a german style unification
1: uh, yes of course yes
0: and uh, how did that fear manifest itself to you
1: <laughs> well we we have uh, at the beginning of october we have the uh, day of german unity and of course what what i would do is we we're always at a reception and the Embassy Garden, and uh, I, I would talk about German unification, and uh, I, I, I uh, in in a, a, about the possibility of 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 this serving as in, as an example to 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 Korea, and uh, what 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 we had done before, and what other countries had done, and how how this whole process was embedded in. Mm in the in in the european unification process and and general detente and and uh and after one of these uh, this the my my speeches um a, a korean uh came to me and, and told me you know we we are we are sick and tired of hearing about this we don't we don't want to hear about it anymore right nice. now um in in Germany they have they have been and of of course uh, the German unification example is is one of the reason that uh, reasons that they are so so difficult with reforms mm. in, in Germany what happened is that the the East Germans when they uh, started their manifestations against their regime they at first uh, in the streets they. They they used to shout, "We, we are the people, we yeah. are the people, and not not you." But but then, really overnight, it the the, the slogan turned into, "We are one people," hmm. and and so that was the moment that the people in East Germany, or a big part of them, had had understood that that the easiest way to, to improve their life. Yeah there and, and get more freedom was was simply to to reunite with west germany and 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 that is the, the that is the reason that north korean North korea is is so afraid of any contact with with foreigners because mm. uh, with any foreigners not just with south koreans but right. be, be, because they they understand that uh, that once people understand that that they need a better uh, another system they they might not just want to reform their own system but simply come to the conclusion that
0: the easiest way is to reunite with south korea now i want to link that to an earlier point that you made you uh said uh, when talking about North Korea's nuclear weapons, you said that it's not just uh, as a deterrence, not just a defensive tool, but you believe that North Korea actually aims to use nuclear weapons as a political leverage to eventually uh, unite with South Korea under North Korean terms. And I, I just wonder, is it not, um, wouldn't Kim Jong Un and the the leadership elites of North Korea be afraid that even a unification with South Korea on North Korean terms would lead to the kind of spiritual pollution and um, uh, you know risky contacts with South Koreans that they that is exactly the kind of thing they want to avoid?
1: I uh, I I think they they would be a, a, um, afraid of it. Yes, but um, consider the. The kind of reunification they are, they are seeking, they, they have been seeking for years. That is, they, they are talking about uh, a step-by-step approach and and they are always talking about the first phase only. The first phase comprises, let's say, if, um, the, the uh, coexistence of mm-hmm. different uh, uh, systems of society. That is, the, they say the South Korean and the North Korean system uh, will be maintained, but a, a joint foreign policy and and of course the the expulsion of American troops and so it's so so they 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 want they say it, they want to maintain the the border between North and South. That would give them the means to to control any influx of South Korean ideas uh-huh. and they when 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 i ask them about the second phase well and later on how how does it continue this yeah. uh, they they refuse they usually do not want to talk about it right but the path the path seems quite clear to me i mean what what they intend to do is is to to gradually gain influence in south korea and and somehow push uh, south korea into the uh, orbit uh, into Pyongyang's orbit. Mm-hmm. They see they, 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 they say sometimes that well we have the nuclear arms, we are the more powerful right. uh, part. And, and so it, it, it would be s- some sort of a natural development. Th- th- this point, what North Korea, uh, uh, let's say uni- reunification is another example of, of where uh, the North Korean objectives, are not talked about enough in in other countries. Yeah, it's it's just another striking example to me. And they, of, of course, everybody knows that Kim Il Sung wanted to reunify the country. But but really, this this has been maintained over the decades. And and um, with the uh, with the empowerment of the hardliners after Kim Jong Il's death this this objective has become stronger again and and one can really prove it by by simply analyzing the negotiating uh, negotiating positions north korea has adopted in the last years so reunification really remains one of their ultimate Goals. I, I wouldn't say it's the most important one. The most important one is is um, regime regime survival. Mm-hmm. But but reunification is more important than, for example, the economic well being of the North Korean population.
0: Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of the economy, in order to grow the North Korean economy, at some stage, North Korea would need external economic inputs such as foreign investment. Uh, how and when does Kim jong-un propose to attract such investment?
1: well uh, uh, again uh, if, if if I may I, I I said already at the beginning that um that this uh, this question of foreign investment has been debated uh, yeah. uh, was debated during Kim jong-il's time and and even although Kim jong-il undertook several trips to China and and went to special economic zones, etc he, uh, he was he was called back. His his he, he was he he was hindered from from adopting a more uh, forward-looking position yeah. in uh, during his his time. And now the, the the line, of course, then was to 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 concentrate, if at all, any foreign investment uh, in in special economic zones. Mm. And uh, but but even even that. Was was um, too much for is too much for the hardliners, the the hardliners uh, Kim Jong Chol actually uh, was in charge at that time. Uh, closed Kaesong for the first time for a couple of days in two thousand nine, and later on, uh, for a couple of months in two thousand thirteen. Yeah. So so although it was flourishing at that time and. And gaining quite a lot of money for the regime, but they they did not. And although uh, although any uh, human interaction between South Koreans and North Koreans in in Kaesong was uh, was made made actually quite impossible, and 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 so it was. It it seemed to be a safe, from an ideological standpoint, a a safe environment for for, for Pyongyang. And still, the hardliners, but for the hardliners, they still wanted to close it. In 2008, they had also provoked uh, South Korea into closing the, the touristic zone in the Diamond mountains right uh, by by staging it so so there's a, a large part in the leadership now that simply does not want foreign investment because they believe that it is uh the it, any investment comes with foreign ideas and this this will this will undermine the regime the, the yeah the the regime and they say it quite openly in in the newspapers and and, uh, and 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 so it seems quite clear to me the 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 train that uh, the or the the this train link that that has been the idea of a train link between the chinese border and yeah. and seoul that has been floating around for for decades now actually for for 20 years i i think it will remain an idea because i'm i'm convinced that even the the idea of looking at a modern train speeding by, you know, mm-hmm. would be too much for the hardliners because they feel, they, they believe that the the rural population, they would simply uh, understand by seeing the, those modern trains, they would understand how backwards North Korea actually is. And so they will never allow it.
0: I heard an anecdote once that a a North Korean official was discussing the issue of uh, foreign investment with a foreigner. uh, And the official explained that uh, foreigners would contribute the money and the capital and maybe build the infrastructure and the roads. uh, And the North Korean government would contribute the land and the labor. And when he was asked what the incentive was for the foreigner, in other words, what's in it for them, uh, the official was stumped, didn't have an answer. Does this sound to you indicative of the North Korean attitude towards foreign investment just you know bring your inputs yes. and that's it?
1: Yes that, that that's it. I I mean um of course I once for for example we I I once went um to a province to, during a visit to a province you know we we talked about their plans to to establish a, special economic zone there and and they said well this could be attractive and so we went to see the site and mm. actually it was just some 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 flat land without anything no road no infrastructure no water no mm. el- electricity and so i asked them well what what do you expect from us and they they basically said everything you know you bring you bring the the infrastructure you you create the infrastructure You invest the factory, the know-how, also the markets, because those things have to be exported. So you bring your own markets and we give you the land and the workers. Yeah. But even, you know, I lived in China in the eighties and first in Beijing and later in in, in the '90s in Hong Kong and and so I followed this, the Chinese special economic zones
0: quite, mm, uh, quite
1: closely all the time. Shenzhen and Zhuhai and, and Xiamen and in and there was another one and and. Uh, but the, the Chinese idea f- and Deng Xiaoping's idea f- uh, was quite different from the beginning because mm. they they didn't consider their special economic zones not just and an, uh, a way to 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 gain money but also as a a way to 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 get to know how. Foreign companies work, and and how 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 a Western economy uh, functions, and and this this element is is lacking completely in North Korea. Yeah. In, in Kaesong, uh, I mean the Chinese in Shenzhen, they they insisted on on giving. Chinese counterparts to foreign managers, for example, right. in in Shenzhen you have in in Kaesong you had nothing of that. It was completely prohibited. No North Korean was supposed to learn management skills from South Koreans. Mm. They did. They do not want it. It's it's a basic attitude. Uh, so 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 um, so any. I I believe that. Uh, basically, the 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 market, the the elements of market economy that exist in 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 North Korea are are not given, uh, granted by the government because of conviction because they are convinced that they need them, but reluctantly, they they firmly still believe in their majority. I believe uh, the the market economy does not serve well, and they don't. They, they just want to, to agree to it as much as, is, ne- as is, is necessary,
0: but they they don't want to proceed in that vein. Now, the uh, Kaesong Industrial Complex and the Diamond Mountain, or Kumgang San uh, Tourism Zone, are now closed, of course. But there's also the, uh, the Rason uh, Special Economic Zone uh, that's been open for almost 30 years. And, and you've been there, you've visited that zone. Is that different at all? Is market our market forces allowed to work in Rason in a way that they couldn't?
1: Yes, Rason is a little bit different. Rason is is freer, and uh, people people North Koreans, they are free, mm. uh, feel freer. they they complain, uh, some of them, at least uh, some of them I talked to, uh, they complain about uh, interference from. From Pyongyang, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. And uh, and 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 enjoy the uh, the this slightly more freedom they 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 have. But and of course they they would love to have um, foreign uh, other foreign investment uh, and not just Chinese or the little bit of Russian investment that is that is there. But but uh, yes, there there was a, a, a freer atmosphere.
0: Do you believe that any real reform or change is impossible under the current leadership of the Kim family and and the the collective around that?
1: Yes, I I believe that um, under the current uh, leadership, which I would characterize not by being under the Kim family, but by under the hardliners, Mm. is, uh, is, is not possible. But I believe that there are uh, people in the leadership in the wider leadership uh, that are more moderate and that this that see the need for for economic reforms and in opening up policy like jangson tech did for example mm-hmm. but i believe that as i said uh, the hardliners are have been in, in since 2016 have been Uh, firmly in control, and and so prospects are are very difficult, are not good for the time being.
0: You write, uh, North Korea's regime despises people, it enslaves its citizens, exploits them, and allows no space for self-determined development. These are harsh words for a diplomat, uh, even a retired one. Did you ever express this conclusion that you reached to a North Korean?
1: Well, I, I, I'm 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 not sure this is quite a concise form, but yes, I, I um, let's say the I'm convinced they understood uh-huh. what I was what I was thinking. Yes, and 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 saying also yes. I, I mean, I, it, I I did not say this sentence. Sure, sure. This very to to their face, no, yeah. because how how should they react? I mean, well. and it wouldn't it wouldn't help anything. But but yes, I I was quite open. I I can I give you an instance of what one can. Some there are chances, opportunities to to say. To mention things mm-hmm. to to even a, a wider audience, because because you know when you are in a talking with two or three or four people, and it, let's say in in the foreign ministry or some other institution, I always I knew that first they knew what I was thinking, and I I believe that many of them quite often agreed with me. Mm. You know they they are they are they are seeing they are thinking different uh, they are they are not expressing their true uh, thoughts but 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 sometimes there was a chance of talking to a wider audience and uh, one of those uh, one, one opportunity was for example um, a meeting that we had after uh, in the time after kim jong nam was assassinated now at that time uh, the north korean propaganda uh, said that the cia had they had discovered a plot by the cia to assassinate kim jong-un mm. and it appeared in the in the media and and short and to during that time the the foreign ministry uh, invited all the embassies and uh, united nations and uh, TAS and xinhua to to a meeting where they they did not say what they wanted to talk about and mm-hmm. and then the uh, vice minister voiced uh, these same complaints and and uh, after his speech he he's, he said any questions and then the Syrian the chargé d'affaires of Syria he got up and said that he congratulated uh, Pyongyang for its uh, a determined effort to combat mm. uh, the American imperialism, etc., and then he sat down. and And then I raised my hand, and and uh, the vice minister gave me the floor, and and I said, "Well, uh, first, I you haven't presented any any evidence, and could you do that, please? And then it seems quite unbelievable to me, and I, I." Do not believe a word of that but and by the way could we use this opportunity mm. or could you use this opportunity to enlighten us about the assassination of kim jong-nam because that's a real assassination and i i would i would love to turn to, to to know what you know about the the let's say the what, what the, the the reasons for it right and 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 so he said i i spoke in english and he said okay thank you very much this uh, the question of the ambassador uh, need no needs no translation and and i have answered his questions anyhow and i see there are no no more questions which was not true yeah. and he closed the meeting but I was—I learned later on that was a meeting of about perhaps 150 people, ah. many many Koreans, and and so, so I learned later on that that there was talk about my intervention uh, later on, especially among a young North Koreans who, hmm. who had not heard anything about Kim Jong Nam's uh, murder, yeah. uh, and 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 so I was glad about it. But those are. Those are rare opportunities one has.
0: Were there ever any occasions when a North Korean interlocutor tried to convince you uh, that you were mistaken? You, sort of, you know, Mr. Ambassador, look, you've got it all wrong. Actually, our country is great. And let me tell you why.
1: Well, yeah, sometimes. But uh, but with the time, you know, <laughs> they,
0: <laughs> they they
1: refrained from doing it. A- yeah. Actually, sometimes what happened was, was that they they started this and and then they they stopped and looked at me and said well well what what am I saying I huh. you know our country and <laughs> so I I won't say anymore and and so it made me laugh and Gee. it made him laugh usually yeah. also so yeah
0: now there are a lot of people who listen to this podcast who care very much uh, about north korean people and who want to make a positive change uh, in that country and i'm talking of course about uh, ngo workers religious workers diplomats academics you know the whole gamut um from your experience there your eight years in north korea uh, and even many years in between talking with and about north korea uh what would be your advice what is the best way that the outside world can do either collectively or as individuals to help north koreans
1: well first i i believe um change is coming anyhow because i i believe i i mean right now we have um the the last years have seen a, a tightening a further tightening in north korea um but i believe that this this cannot be Maintained because further um, I- ideas will continue to 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 enter North Korea's and, and more, more and more people will understand uh, what life in other countries is like the the difference, the economic difference between North Korea and its. Its uh, neighbors, China and South Korea, will continue to grow, I believe, and this also will be known in, in North Korea. So I believe that uh, the the North Korean regime is is going to, uh, to, to 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 be under more pressure with with the time. Uh, now I believe that first one one should not one one should um, Try to get as many North Koreans get acquainted with the way we live. I, I think that is that is important. One could, I, I believe, it is important to to get information into the country. I think it is it is important to 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 to, to use opportunities to to show North Koreans, especially probably young ones how life, what life is in, in other countries. Invite, as I said, the students for short-term exchanges, for example. I believe it is very important to have a presence in, in North Korea. I, I very much hope that the embassies that have left, and, and the NGOs that have left Pyongyang will return as mm. soon as possible.
0: Is the German embassy currently
1: empty? It's also currently empty, yes. Since it has been empty for more than a year now. Gosh. And and I believe that that it is very important that um, Seoul, Washington, and also Tokyo strive to uh, undertake an, an effort to establish some sort of representation in Pyongyang as mm. soon as possible. I don't think it should be conditioned. I th- I think it would not be an embassy, I guess, but it some sort of representation, because I I believe it would enhance their understanding of North Korea, and it would also enhance North Korean understanding of of their countries. Uh, I I I believe that this. Uh, could be an element, an offer simply, an offer. Seoul wants to do it, of course, and mm. I think it's good. But I, I think also, Washington, could offer it. Simply, we establish a presence, not an embassy, but a presence in in Pyongyang, and uh, and Tokyo also, I think, should should undertake that step. Now I have my doubts. Uh, very serious doubts mm. that North Korea would accept that. Me, a, me too, a, uh,
0: having said what you just said, yes.
1: Y- yes, but but as a political gesture uh, and a, uh, a political opening, mm. I think it would be a right step right now. And And of course, for a new administration in Washington, it would be a good sign.
0: What about tourism to North Korea? Obviously, since uh, the pandemic last year, there have been no tourists going to North Korea. But when it opens again, should people uh, should, you know, foreign and and Western tourists continue to to visit North Korea as part of this uh, showing them how the outside world lives?
1: I believe that I, I had my problems with uh, with the Diamond Mountains, mm-hmm. but I, I don't I don't have a full understanding of how things were at at the time. There were rumors in Pyongyang that most of the North Korean staff, no, most of the of the local staff, were actually not North Koreans from North Korea, but Koreans from the Chinese minor uh, Korean minority in China. So, so Chinese citizens that were given a job in in the Diamond Mountains in order to to expose as few North Korean workers to South Korean uh, to, to 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 contacts with with South Korean tourists. Now, I I do not know uh, to what degree this is this is true. I I have my problems with um, or, or my doubts uh, that that the zones that are void of North Koreans yeah. are useful uh, right. but but if if uh, let's say uh, for example if if tourism to, to Pyongyang yeah would be possible I I think it would be a good thing yes yeah. but again uh, P- uh, Seoul has has tried it for many years and and uh, Pyongyang has never uh, agreed to it because because simply they were they were afraid of of let's say groups of of uh, good humoured South Korean tourists mm. touring Pyongyang, and and of course they would understand the difference of of uh, uh, life uh, quite quite easily even even without talking to
0: them. That's true. But what is allowed is. Um... Uh, visits from uh, China and and other countries uh, I know when I last went there in 2019 uh, with the uh, uh, at the same time as the Pyongyang International Marathon you know there were uh, more than a thousand tourists from different countries, including, uh, interestingly, uh, ethnic Koreans with passports from other countries. So, they, you know, people who were born and raised yes. in South Korea, but were now Americans or Australians, not Americans, but Australians or Canadians or British people, and they were able to visit. So, uh, that might be the kind of uh, thing that you're uh, in favor of.
1: I, I, w- I wouldn't uh, I I wouldn't mind uh, I, I I think I think foreign tours could be a good idea to yes to mm. to show as as part of efforts to sh- to show north koreans the way of life in other countries yes
0: well, that is a a good place for us to, uh, to finish here today. Of course, we've only just been able to barely scratch the surface of the topics and the detail that you have in your book, uh, which is, of course, called From Kim Jong-il to Kim Jong-un, How the Hardliners Prevailed on the Political History of North Korea 2007 to 2020. Uh, it's an excellent book. You can find it online and at a very famous online bookstore or at other bookshops. Uh, I recommend all of our listeners to uh, get a copy today. Uh, I would like to thank you once again, Ambassador Schaefer, for joining me on the NK News podcast today. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you already have an NK News account, and if you're a think tank, business or academic institution, take a look at NK Pro. Our NK Pro platform offers unparalleled services, especially uh, catered to the needs of professionals who monitor developments on the Korean Peninsula. Ambassador, uh, were you a a user of NK Pro when you were uh, with the German foreign ministry? Uh, Yes. Excellent. Well, that's a, a great endorsement right there. Uh, was it useful I, to you?
1: I still I still use it and I enjoy it very much. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> That's great. So that, that is good. Um, we're going to keep that in the final cut there. Ladies and gentlemen, please uh, do uh, subscribe to NK News or upgrade to NK Pro. You can write to us to inquire about access at membership at nknews.org today. And if you have any feedback, questions or guest recommendations, email us at podcast at nknews.org. My name is Jaco Zwetslut. Our thanks, as always, to James Fretwell and Chad Carroll for facilitating this podcast and to gabby magnuson our new post recording producer genius thanks and listen again next time